you're thankful tonight that you don't have to be on this journey by yourself. But you can have one that's got a hold of not just your hand, but your heart, your mind, and your spirit. One that knows all our ups and our downs. Knows what we can handle and what we can't handle. I can promise you that as our Heavenly Father, He won't try to lead us in places. Amen. We don't have any business going. <laughs> he knows how to equip us. He knows how to anoint us. He knows how to speak and direct us. That's the reason everybody's journey is not the same. Everybody didn't walk through the same valleys and climbs the same mountains and Everybody's seasons is not the same. <laughs> but he knows all of that. It's kind of like Jacob told Esau. <laughs> I'm not going to rush him. I don't want to overrun them. They got some babes and they can't handle it. And I'm not going to sacrifice them. Amen. Just to hurry up and get there. No. We'll take it as we can handle it. As a whole. That's a complete family. We'll make this journey. We'll finish this journey. I believe God wants to help us to make this journey. How about you? Make your way back to your chairs. If you don't mind, I want to preach to us just a little bit here tonight. Thank you again to our singers, musicians, the saints of God, each one of you that's in this house with us tonight. Your presence means a lot. Coming to be in the house of God. Under difficult and trying times, uh, God bless you. Appreciate it so much. Sister Woods, let me say publicly thank you for going and take care of that situation. Uh, amen. She was able to go and tend to a situation that somebody was in dire need of a few things, and she took care of it. Thank God for that. Man, to help out and to come to the aid of others and assistance unto others. Amen. So we're so thankful for that tonight. Praise God. Got your Bibles, Ephesians 2. I'm going to just read one verse in your hearing, Ephesians 2 and 10. Ephesians 2 and 10. Amen. Praise God. For we are his, talking about Jesus, talking about God, talking about the creator. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained or appointed or set up that we should walk in them. There's no doubt in our minds tonight that we're part of the, the generation or, or the time of the church, the predestination of the church. Man, prophets, even angels, as they look into it are amazed and long to, to understand it, to get a better, better uh, sight or insight about it. As, as vessels, it's filled with the Holy Ghost and uh, walk. It becomes that new creation. And 
is where the, the song has been so well, both of them. Amen. That brings the jubilee. But also, amen, becomes that hand that slips inside our hand to, to guide us and lead us. Amen. If we've ever needed, if I could put it this way, the GPS voice of God, we're there. Man, as individuals, but yet, amen, as a church, as a kingdom, as a movement, as God's vessels, that we would, we would respond to our surroundings and to where we're at, just like God would have us to. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. We ask you to help us here tonight. We can't do this. We can't do this without your anointing. We don't want to do this without your anointing. We don't want to walk by ourselves. We don't want to depend on our own charisma, our own gifts, our own talents. We're not in this to glorify ourselves or our flesh. But God, help us to humble ourselves and yield ourselves and give ourselves that, that the real manifestation would be you, your spirit, your kingdom, the powers of your grace, the powers of your mercy. The powers of your anointing upon us. That we could walk in such a way. That we could speak the words that need to be spoken. That would be well placed words. Words that could bring life. Words that can bring hope. God you help us to be the witness that you have called us to be. Help us in this house tonight to, to rightly divide the word. And it could find its place in each soul and heart and life in this house tonight. We love you Lord. We trust you. Our confidence is in you, not in our flesh, but in you, God, to help us here tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Praise God. I realize I went pretty lengthy again this morning. The watch didn't affect that a whole lot. I'm not going to try to let it affect us tonight. Not that I'm promising or even going to try to be real lengthy. But neither have I come tonight with a spirit or an attitude that I'm just in a hurry. This is the most sacred place that you and I have got. This is the most godly and holy place. As we come together, as we join together, as we unite together. Call on the Lord and call on his touch and his will. I believe I could get 100% in this house tonight, at least, at least all that, that has an understanding uh, of, of what I'm asking. If you want the will of God in your life, that you want to walk in his heartbeat, you want to obey his voice, uh, wherever that may lead, whatever that may lead you, whatever events it may lead you into, whatever struggles, or battles, whatever it might be. To, to know that you're in the heart of God. That you have the favor of God. The, the blessings of God with you. Amen. That you're in his perfect and divine will. That you're in the kingdom. And the part of the body where he desires you to be. There's strength in that. There's hope in that. There is determination in that. To know that you're in the will of God. There's nothing probably more frustrating to a saint of God. And to the sons of God. Than to not know if they're really in the will of God. If they feel like they're just blundering or wandering. Or just living by chance. And uh, you know it's just life. And it's just no that's, that's not God's heartbeat. That's not God's will even upon this earth. 
Amen. We're, we're, we're here on purpose. We're, we're headed somewhere. We're, we're setting out to achieve things and to accomplish things. Uh, God's intent is for us to multiply. God's intent from the very beginning of time, from the Adam and Eve, was to multiply. And even though the, the, the means of the methods, hallelujah, uh, may not have been of just great hosts and great numbers at a time, but yet you can look even in the New Testament. And on the day of Pentecost, where they started out with 120, that was in that upper room, amen, and the Spirit of God came as a sound of a mighty rushing wind and it filled the house, but it didn't stop there, amen. It went far beyond, amen, chill bumps. It went far beyond, amen, just feeling good and getting a little relief, amen. No, it filled up every individual, 120 approximately, the Bible says, 120. But but when it broke out from there, and the noise went out, and the 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 crowds began to be called upon and moved upon. It didn't stop there. All of a sudden it went to 3,000. As God added to the church daily, such as should be saved because this is God's heartbeat. This is God's desire. And he didn't fill us with the Holy Ghost or save us that we would wind up lost. And we'd wind up astray. That we'd wind up missing the mark. Amen. Sinning basically, amen, is, is missing the mark. That's the, that's, the, that's the heart of the devil. That's the goal of the devil. He wants to whatever he can, amen, whatever measure he can to, to cause us to miss the mark. That mark, amen, is heaven. That mark is being a part of that new city. The city, amen, that, that's a part, amen, of that covenant. That promise that he made with Abraham. The father of faith, amen. That part of fellowship and, and that we lost in the garden, amen. That you Union and that come of coming back together and joining together with the promise and the assurance, amen, of a city, amen, that's going to last out, out in the eternities, amen, that you and I could be a part of and be caught up in it. So we know it went from 3,000. The Bible makes it very plain. It went to 5,000. Then it went to multitudes and great multitudes. So, so we understand as we watch this pattern, what's unfolding and what's happening there. It's God's will, amen, to save humanity and to, to, to move upon souls and lives and hearts regardless of who they are and where they're at. If they got any inkling, if they got any, any desire, any passion, amen, for God and for the things of God and for righteousness and, and holiness. Now everybody don't have that. Everybody don't have that desire for God. Everybody don't have that, that passion for godliness and and righteousness. Everybody don't have that passion. Amen. Loving his commandments and statutes and amen instructions of righteousness. Everybody don't, don't really obtain the real revelation of, of the, the real joy of that and the power of it and the peace and the comfort that comes inside that framework. Amen. When you hide the word of God in your heart that you might not sin against him. When you get the understanding of the revelation that everything that's written in this book is not to harm me and hurt me but is to help me. Help me to live an overcoming life. To help me to live a life that will bring glory and praise and honor unto this only wise God because there's only one God and we're created in his image and we're created in his likeness and we're created to have fellowship with him even upon this earth that's a reason if you're watching take note a lot of times on Wednesday sometimes things that happen on Wednesday it won't happen on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Thursday or a Friday amen but it happened on a Wednesday because he's trying to already uh, cause you to get distracted he's going to try to hinder you from coming to the house of God he, 
He doesn't want you to join together. He doesn't want you to bond together. He doesn't want you, amen, to join with your brothers and sisters of like precious faith. He doesn't want you to feel the love of God and the refreshing and the touching of God and the energy that you get, that we attain from that. We can walk through these valleys, if you please. We can climb these mountains. We can live a life that's pleasing unto God. But we're his workmanship. It's all about his grace. It's all about yielding ourselves unto his spirit, unto his voice, unto his hand. Amen. Uh, as, as, as we watch some of this, and, and I know uh, may, it may just be a, a little different in some ways here. Amen. But, but we understand and we realize, amen, as we, we war against, as we battle against, amen, the devil. And we know, we know tonight, we know by experience that, uh, that we've got an enemy out there that hates us with a passion. That every day he's trying his best to set up snares and traps and, and try to uh, ensnare us and, and try to damage us and, and try to war against our minds, our hearts. Because he's after one thing, and that's your soul. I haven't studied it out, but I pondered it and pondered it a long time. But in the last few weeks of studying, especially some of the writings of the Sunday schools lesson and Micah's writings, if you go back and look, you're going to notice a few terms that was mentioned in Micah's writings, such as a man eating the dust as a serpent. Certain ones that would be turned away, and they'll eat all the rest of their days a dust like the serpent. You'll, you'll read the term another place and talks about them, a man that, that offering thee the fruit of my body, a man for the sins of my soul. Well, I tell you what, those kind of statements in the Word of God sticks out to me. They, 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 they move something. So, what, what are we talking about? I know there is a sin unto death and there is a sin that's not. And so when you start trying to connect some dots here, you begin to understand, you begin to realize, amen, what's, what's really unfolding and what's happened. I'd love to tell you that we're all just a, a done deal, a perfect thing. That moment that you was filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and you know, there weren't going to be any more struggles. And, and you were so perfect at that moment. And you are in a sense. In a sense. But you're only a child. You're only a child. It doesn't matter if you got the Holy Ghost when you were six or if you were 60. At that moment in time, you're only a child. And it really depends upon the individual sometimes. Uh, the call has something to do with it. I believe that. Paul, was, we know, was a special vessel, a chosen vessel. Uh, we, we see that. We, we understand that. But at the same time, I believe there is the measure of faith. I believe there is the measure of the Holy Ghost. There's a measure of that endowment, amen, that, that we understand in Acts 1 and 8, how that we're, we're endued with that power. That endowment that comes to each born again child of God. That measure of the faith that's enough to get you going and get you started and start you out on this journey. Amen. To live and come that workmanship. To come that spiritual epistle. Amen. That God desires us to be as individuals but yet collectively as a church. That we can impact our community. That we can impact our surroundings. Amen. To be what God desires us to be. To to be to walk in his image, to walk in his his glory and in his power. So I got some scriptures here I want to bring to us tonight, and to hopefully, and by the help of God, that we can 
they, they, they can impact us and help us. If you go back to the first verse of this particular chapter, you ought to notice that it simply goes like this. You have he quickened. Talking about Jesus Christ. Talking about the Holy Ghost. He's the one that has made us alive. So we're all dead. By one man all has died. And by one man all has been. What is an opportunity to be born again. The first Adam. Amen. It's earthly. And I'll talk about that a little later on. The second one is a quickening spirit. And, and so we, we, we watch this principle. And, and time won't allow me to start digging out all of the things and all the resources. Because I could take you all the way back to Jacob and Esau the struggle that went on inside Rebecca and the struggle that warfare that goes on inside of every individual it's under the sound of my voice tonight that struggle is still there that battle amen amen nations are going to be born but yet the, 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 the elders got to come under subjection to the younger and as you begin to talk about that it simply leads us as we go into the New Testament it brings us to the place the elder amen is the natural man and the younger is the spiritual man but the elder has got to come under subjection unto the younger which happens to be the spiritual man it's not our spirit but it's this quickening spirit in Ephesians 2 and 1 that you and I are born into as we are born into this kingdom you can't be born you can sign all the letters you want to sign you can visit every church in the community but I'm telling you too you and I are born again of the water and the spirit we don't have a clue about the kingdom we don't have any revelation the scales is over us we're looking so dark through a dark glass that you can't see through because of the God of this world has got us blinded. But the moment that we receive the Holy Ghost, there is an enlightenment. There is a revelation. There's something that comes alive and quickened in us. Hallelujah. That can't, can't, can't come to any other place. There's nothing like it. There's no greater experience a man than Pentecost. Regardless of what all the world's got to offer you. Regardless of what all those that maybe at times even brag and boast about taking trips and you know, some of them in drugs, man, they take that chance. They take that chance. One more time. I want to just see how high I can go before I lose it. And so, as we know, that John 10, and I may go back to 10. I may come back, the Lord allow me, because it's about the great shepherd. It's about the thief. But in John 10 and 10. We know that it's taught us that what the thief has come. He's coming for not but what to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's, that's all the devil's going to do. That's all he set out to do. He's full of lies and deception. That's all he is. He doesn't have anything. Everything he's got is sinking sand. He doesn't have nothing. Amen. He can, he can offer you pleasure. And that pleasure actually is through the natural man. That's that pleasure. It's the reason it doesn't last. It's the reason it doesn't last through the night hardly. Till you get up in the morning as you, you make your way to work and you promise yourself you're not going to do it. But before, amen, 10, 11 o'clock that day, you start changing your mind. Because that old man, that old nature that loves that and, and loves that lifestyle, amen, starts saying, you know what? I just won't stay as long tonight. I won't drink six of them. I'll just drink, drink three of them. And before you owe it, you talk yourself in it as soon as the whistle blows you get off work. A dead run, you make it, amen, back to that God and back to that brings pleasure. 
Hallelujah. That's a reason, amen, we ought to be known as churchgoers. That's a reason we ought to be known, amen, as prayer warriors. That's a reason we ought to be known, amen, as dancers and shakers and speaking in tongues because there's nothing like it upon the face of the earth. There's no greater experience, there's no greater joy, amen, to be baptized in it. Hallelujah. And how often to be baptized in it. Hallelujah. How often to get beside ourselves and, and loving and worshiping God and experiencing this quickening that we have experienced. Right. And so as we watch some of this, go to Romans 8 and 2. For the law of the spirit, if you go there, you're going to notice the law of the spirit here. That spirit is capitalized. So he's talking about God. He's talking about the Holy Ghost here. He's talking about a man, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. What has it done? What has this law? What has the Holy Ghost done for me? What to, how has it kept me along this journey? Amen. He said, make me what? Free from the law of sin and death. It has given me now the power of choice. I'm not on this thing by myself now. I don't have to try to keep those Ten Commandments by my own flesh and by my own will and by my own power. We know the Scriptures made it plain to us. It's the weakness of flesh. The law was righteous. The law was right. Amen. It was a, it was a schoolmaster that brought us to Christ. We understood that, amen, and, and, and we, we understand, amen, but the weakness of flesh, no man could keep that law. No man, amen, could walk in that way and power. The search was made, if you look through the Old Testament, by different ones, amen, the prophets and different ones, a search would be made, looking for that righteous man, looking for that man that never never sinned, that never come up. Even God himself made a search in all the world and all the earth, but he couldn't find one, so he had to create his own. Because the law of sin is so powerful. Amen. The governing power, the drawing power, the influence of it. Carnality itself, this earthen, earthen vessel is no good. Man, the scriptures made it plain to us that carnality is hostile against God. Amen. It, it's, it's never going to be in agreement. It's always going to be that uh, little uh, resistance and that warfare and battle that takes place. Amen. And that's, that's, that's what's demonstrated and played out even in the Old Testament through Jacob, Esau. And that's the reason God makes the statement about who he hates and who he loves. Amen. That old carnal man, I hate. Amen. That old carnal man, all he's interested in is what he can get for the moment, for the time. Amen. Because at the moment, time, hey, I'm about to faint. I'm about to die. I don't, I don't get to enjoy, indulge in that. The spiritual man looks beyond that and he looks beyond the, the earthly things and what the world has to offer. And he looks into the heavens and he looks into eternal things and, and he's willing, amen, to pay the price. He's willing to humble himself and discipline himself and give himself. And so there are certain basic things that are a must. The part, amen, is, is any, any lady of this church that would make a cake or a man or make a cake or a pie or anything of that nature. Amen. You, you, if you going to make a chocolate pie you know what you've got to have chocolate i mean i mean that's just all it is to it you can have all the coconut your house can be full of coconut but you can't make a chocolate pie out of coconut certain ingredients it's just a must and you can't step it you can't substitute and i know we do it sometimes and we know the difference don't Amen. And so it's the same way in living for God and serving God. This quickening of the Holy Ghost. And you and I have got to keep it alive. And you and I have got to, got to, got to minister to it and yield to it and humble ourselves to it. Or it would die. And you and I would be shocked how quick it can die. And so 
as we watch this because of this law. Before the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I had to deal with flesh on my own. I had to conform it. If there's any type of righteousness, I had to do it. I had to discipline it. And, and, and that's good in a way, but, but, but that's not the answer. The answer is the Holy Ghost. But when I carry you to 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. Man, we begin to talk about, it's about the resurrection. It's about uh, bodies and the resurrection. It's about seed. It's about how they die. Because the, 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 the question is actually in the 35th verse of this particular chapter. And it's dealing with resurrection. Because some didn't believe in a resurrection. They didn't believe in angels. They didn't believe in spiritual things. Uh, and so Paul, as he deals with that, and talks about uh, how, and they, they question is, you know, how, what body is it going to be resurrected? And, and he talks about the wheat and the grain of wheat that falls in the ground. It won't that be, but that would have come up, would come up, a man in this likeness and things of that nature. And he begins to talk about images and, and, and the powers like that. And so as you drop on down, you get down to about the 45th verse. We don't, he doesn't talk about celestial bodies. He doesn't talk about terrestrial bodies. He talks about the different flesh between the, the fish and the birds, amen, the beasts and, and man's flesh. All of them's got their own, their own type. And, but but the, the real topic, amen, is about resurrection. It's about, amen, what's going to happen, you know, hereafter. And so, so when you pick up about the 45th verse in that particular chapter, you're going to say, so it is written, amen, so it is written, thank God, that God allowed men and individuals to write things down that they could be handed to us and we could use as examples and we could use them for our own, for our own learning that we might not make the same mistakes, that we won't walk after those same pathways and make those same mistakes. And so thank God for the written word of God. If it's ever been a time that we need balance, we need balance of uh, 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 the framework of this word with the power of the spirit. You can't just have word and no spirit and you can't have just the spirit and emotions and no word but I'm telling you is this world is getting so out of balance and uh, uh, things of this nature and how it's affecting but thank God I want to get back and stay with the word of God but get on the, the power and influence of the Holy Ghost amen to walk in the gifts and walk in the callings and the elections that God's called this church to be amen the gifts amen of healing the gifts amen of working of miracles the gift amen of prophecy the gift hallelujah Amen. A tongue and interpretation that comes and has that Jerusalem ring, has that message, amen, that'll cause our hair to stand on our head, that we'll take up and sit up and say, you know what? That's from God. I believe in that. I don't believe it's dead and done. I don't believe God's just, a, you know, reach a place. It. Now, there will be a time that we won't need them. I mentioned it Wednesday night. The three things that's going to abide. Faith, hope, and charity. We won't need the operation of those gifts when this thing's all said and done. But until then, we need a five-fold ministry. And we need the help of these nine gifts. And the only way they can work and work accurately with charity and with the heart of God, amen, is through the power of the Holy Ghost. I didn't mean to get on that. I got enough without getting on that. So, so here we are. We, as we begin, he says, so it is written. That the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. And the last man was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit that, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural. 
Amen. And afterwards, that which is spiritual. And so that's what I'm talking about. Amen. This, this, this after one. Amen. This spiritual one. The first man is of the earth and earth. And the second man is of the Lord from heaven. As is in the earth is so such they also that are earthy. What is he talking about? Amen. Uh, how many of you ever say, well, that's the spitting image. Of so and so. Amen. Sometimes it may not be just in, in looks. But sometimes in things that are said. And actions that are taken. And all of a sudden you say. Boy that was just like your daddy. That was just like your mama. Man, that reminded me of your, your grandpa. Spitting image earthly. Amen. Likeness. Kindness. But we've got a call upon us. We've got an election upon us. We have a peculiar people. We're an odd people. Man, because of call of heaven has been pronounced upon us. And we responded to that call when we submitted to the Holy Ghost and yielded to Jesus' name, baptism, and believe in God and believe in Him as the Word of God. And we fell in love with this commandment. We fell in love with this truth. And it was more to us than just shield bumps. It's more to us than just emotions. It's more to us than showing up on a Sunday morning and showing up on a Sunday night. And getting a little fix on Wednesday night. No, this abides in us. This dwells in us. This lives in us. It governs us. It takes us by the hand, hallelujah, and leads us every step along the way. That's what it does. It puts jubilee in us, hallelujah, when others seem to find no joy and no comfort and no peace. But this seems, amen, to bubble up. It's a well inside of us, amen, that can bubble up. And out of my belly shall flow rivers of living waters. So we, we, we understand the power of it and the authority of it as we give ourselves unto it and yield ourselves unto the power of it, amen, as it operates in our lives on a daily basis. And so this is what we after. You could go to the 49th verse of that particular one. And we have borne the image of the earthly. We shall also bear the image of the heavenly. It's a calling. It's an election. It's actually a commandment. Amen. As much as we may be responsible. And there's nothing wrong with walking with the image of your earthly dad. Especially if he was a good dad. Hallelujah. Done things right to follow that image and follow that likeness. But there's a greater call upon this church and greater call upon each one of us amen that we will take on the image of our heavenly father we take on the likeness of our heavenly father we walk in the power and authority amen of Jesus Christ we won't be fearful afraid or intimidated no amen there's something on the inside of me that puts some authority amen that puts some power in me hallelujah he didn't give us the spirit of fear and doubt no, but he gave us the spirit of love and power and authority So we, we watch this begin to grow. And our passion, amen, to, to walk in his image and to walk in his likeness. Now, I, I'm not one of those kind of guys that believes that, amen, that young preachers ought to just become a copycat of a pastor. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. I've saw it, seen it. Now, there's nothing wrong with some... Some acquaintance or some times of certain things are said that would remind them of their doctrines, what they've been instructed. But, but the real deal, amen, is being who God wants us to be. I believe each one of us, each one of us has a special DNA, has a special 
call, a special touch of God in his image to represent him. And even in the fullness of all of that, in all the different ones that's even here tonight, how short we will come if we're not careful of displaying and manifesting the real image of our God. <laughs> Praise God. But when you go to Romans, you begin to understand, you begin to see. Man, but if we hope for that, that we see not, then do we with patience, we wait for it, don't we? These things don't happen overnight. They don't happen all. And everybody's doesn't mature and grow the same. And everybody's never going to be just the same. The callings and the giftings and... And some, amen, some's 100, some's 60, and some's 30. But let me tell you something tonight. That 30 percenter, amen, if that's his best in the image of God, God is just as proud of that 30 percenter as he is that 100 percenter. You hear me tonight? So he said, Paul warned us. He said, don't judge yourselves among yourselves. It's a dangerous thing. It works two ways. You've heard me say this several times. And you're singing and you're testifying, you're preaching. Whatever you're doing for the kingdom of God and involved in the kingdom of God. Amen. You've got to find your place. You've got to find your walk. You, you've got to find, you've you got a path, amen, that, that possibly that, that, that trail is not as plain to everybody as it li you'd like for it to be. I mentioned the starting of this service tonight. It's no big deal, amen. Hallelujah. I, you know, I don't have no problem going to Leedsville now that we got to Highway 57 and we got a four lane called 63. And, but what a about, amen, a hundred years ago. Hallelujah. When there wasn't any trails. Hallelujah. There wasn't any pig trails or anything like that. But we need to make a destination. And so, you know what? You know what we would do? As men, a lot of time, we'd follow, follow an old animal trail because we knew that they would know the, be the best way to navigate through a place and get across places and things of that nature. And so it just makes good common sense. If it's a beat out trail, this is going somewhere. Sometimes those trails can lead us to places we shouldn't have, maybe didn't really want to be there and other times it, it led us amen to, to a place where we found a campfire a place that we found other people but I'm telling you if there's ever been a time that you and I as Holy Ghost filled people we need to get our feet amen in the trails and the voice of the Holy Ghost hallelujah as individuals but yet collectively let me tell you something you'll never walk individually contrary to the body and contrary amen to the word of God if, there, if you start on a trail that's contrary to this book I'm here to tell you you can't have down the wrong trail the best thing to do is stop and back up and say I'll stand and wait on God I'll just stand and wait on God the Bible begins to help us and it says likewise the spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit again both times it's capitalized he's talking about the Holy Ghost He's talking about the Spirit of God. Itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I'm going to drop down a few verses. For whom he, he did, for, for no, he also did predestinate. I believe this predestination that he talks about means to decide beforehand. Amen. As a corporate body, a church, a man, not so much as individually, a man, but uh, because if you're not careful, some will say, well, he already predestinate who's going to hell, and he already predestinate who's going to heaven, but the Bible says, whosoever will, let him come, 
Whoever's got an ear to hear it and hear the gospel can come out of darkness and can come out of sin. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, amen, if there's ever been a time, hallelujah, that we need to have an ear with the anointing hand of God upon it to help us along this journey because we're being filled with information. All it does, all you have to do is have the punch of a button and you can find out all kinds of information, all different types of opinions and ideas and things of that nature. But oh, I'm telling you, there's nothing more powerful and nothing more beautiful than the Holy Ghost itself. Amen. It speaks and quickens and inspires. Amen. And directs us along life's journey. Along life's journey. There's nothing like it. It molds us and shapes us and helps us. Praise God. Some of you look bored already. I ain't been going but 35 minutes, if you don't mind. My wife stepped in the office and she seen the pages I had. She said, looks like you're going to be going a while again tonight. Praise God. Uh, folks, we got to make heaven. I can't sing you out of some things, but I can sure preach you out of it. That's what's wrong now. A lot of preaching, but uh, folks, I want to have an ear to hear it. I want to have an ear to hear it. Because, because, because folks, we got to fight. we got to fight. I won't take you through and go all the way back through to Ephesians, the second chapter. We'll bypass that. But 2 Corinthians 3.18 has taught us, he says, But we all which with an open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. Amen. Beholding as a glass, as a mirror, as a mirror. As we look even into the word of God, we know that the word of God is God. Amen. And the word became flesh. And so this is the greatest mirror that you and I can look in. This is the greatest glass of the reflection of who we are and what it is. And the passion and the desire of the book that desires us to be a man in the image of what's written on these pages. But we bring it alive. <laughs> we bring it to life. Amen. As we walk day in and day out in every conversation. Hallelujah. That's the reason the Bible warns us about idle words and and warns us about conversations that we get caught up in, uh, drawn into, and where we spend our effort, where we spend our time. And that's the reason the Bible warns us what we set before us and what we ingest, amen, through the eyes and the ears, amen, because the eyes are the windows of the soul. The soul that's going to live in an eternity somewhere. A soul that's never going to die. Amen. And then, then I begin to ponder and wonder the sins of my soul. Hallelujah. Amen. We, we know with clarity tonight there's certain areas and certain lines that we can cross over in blaspheming and through disobedience. Amen. That can cancel us out forever. Amen. From, the, from heaven. Amen. And from that inheritance. But that's not what we're interested in tonight. I don't believe anybody is in this house or are able to hear my, my voice here tonight. Our heartbeat and our desire is, amen, I want to go to heaven. I want to be joined up in that moment, a twinkle of an eye and that last trump, amen. Hallelujah. I want to be ready. I want to be prepared. Hallelujah. I want to be a part of that number. I don't care how ridiculous the world may think it is. I don't care how, how ridiculous and how old foggy they may think we look just because we have a passion and a desire, amen, to walk in righteousness and walk in holiness because we have a passion and 
desire to, to take on the image of our heavenly father not let our earthly father rule or reign in our affairs trying to show off our bodies trying to show off this and show off that no we ain't interested in that what we're interested in tonight amen is be these spiritual epistles that God's calling us what we're interested tonight is be God's workmanship I'm interested in being God's workmanship, not man's workmanship, not the world's workmanship, not the spirit of iniquity's workmanship. But, oh, God, your word and your spirit would shake me and mold me into your workmanship. Because that's all that's going to matter when it's all said and done. Regardless of what all I've attained and accomplished or achieved, all that's going to matter, Amen. Why is all this so important? Especially in the hour and the time that we're in. I want you to listen to a few verses here tonight. And I know it's a little different. Amen. But listen to this. Psalms 138, 7 and 8. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thy will revive me. I shall stretch forth thy hand against the wrath of my enemies. And thy right hand shall save me. We understand when he mentions the right hand. Understand the authority and the power. Amen. And even throughout Psalms, the Masetic uh, prophecy of Jesus Christ and the coming of the Messiah. We understand that. The eighth verse says this. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. <laughs> I'm not on this journey by myself. I'm not in this struggle all by myself. I'm not trying to perfect myself. But the Bible saying the Lord will perfect, make it complete, make it whole. Amen. The Lord will. Amen. That which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thy own hands. Hallelujah. Anybody interested in being on the potter's wheel? Anybody, amen, interested in confessing, Lord, I'm nothing but clay, but you're the potter. But God, I believe you can do more with this clay than what I can. Hallelujah. If I humble myself and yield myself to walk in the image of my heavenly Father, if I get under the influence of the power of the Holy Ghost day in and day out, if I build a fellowship and a relationship with you. I tell you, the more I draw to him, the more he's going to draw to us, the more we draw to him. I will tell you something. The pull of the world, amen, a deal out. The pull of the world, the pull of the spirit of the world won't have you the effect. Tell you what's wrong with the apostolic church today. She's lost her passion and desire, amen, to be in the image of a heavenly father, but she's letting the earthly father creep in. Psalms 57, 1 and 2. Be merciful unto me. O God, be merciful unto me. For my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings. <laughs> Watch this. In the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge. Until these calamities be passed over. 
David taught us, Psalms 23, I'll walk through the valley, the shadow of death. I fear no evil. My rod and my staff, they shall comfort me. Watch this. There's some shadows we got to walk through. We don't pitch tent. We don't homestead. We don't baby it. We don't use it, amen, for excuse why I'm feeling like I'm feeling. The shadow of the enemy that's tried to overshadow me. The shadow of death used to be over us. Read Hebrews. Until Jesus Christ came on the scene. But now even the shadow of death has lost its grip. I'm going to walk through that valley. But there's some shadows. Except you abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And dwell in the secret place. Hallelujah. That's what the Holy Ghost will do for you and I. When you can't find answers and resources. Some of you is uncomfortable. That's all right. I'm telling you, we're going back to some old-fashioned things. We're going back to a genuine move of God. This counterfeit, hallelujah, won't work. You hear me? I'm telling you, we got to have a real genuine move of God. That moves us. That stirs us. Hallelujah. If, they, if the devil can snatch, amen, all the things off of the enemy from the sole of his feet to the top, that means he can strip everything and make him complete naked. He can do the same thing for you and I. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God doesn't miss not one thing, not one statement, not one action or anything. But I'm going to tell you something. God's not running around with a big bat waiting on us to mess up to beat us. No, he's full of mercy. He's full of compassion. He wants you more than you want to. Amen. To make heaven your destination. You to be victorious. Why would he ever come and bear the cross and the stripes? He wants you to overcome that voice sometime. Boy, you got cancer. You're going, you ain't going to make it tomorrow. Something inside of you said. Huh. Big deal, devil. God's got my tomorrow. He's got it six months from now. He's got it 60 years from now. That's what's got to happen. We'd be shocked in this house. How many is on the verge of having nervous breaks down? Day in and day out. Pity parties. Poor little old me. That's not the image of our God. <laughs> That's not the image of our Father. Oh no. But it's obedience. It's, it's, it's doing that that we know. That's pleasing in His sight. How powerful. How powerful really is this. Psalms 95 and 7. A man says, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Ooh, watch this now. The sheep of his hand, a man. That means that we're under his care. <laughs> what is he saying? Scripture goes on and has taught us what? When you go to Psalm, I mean John 10, and I won't take the time there. It talks about the great shepherd. But the promise in John 10 is what? No man can pluck me out of your, my hand. No man can pluck me out 
of my hand. No circumstance, no situation, amen, to pluck me or take me out. Amen, amen. Watch, watch, watch some of this. First Peter 2 and 25 says, For, for we were as sheep going astray. Hey, we've all been there. Moments and times in our lives and are walking with God. Amen. Feeling how, hallelujah, we blundered off and we wandered off and astray. Hallelujah. It's times like this and difficult times like this. It's when we're more prone, amen, become agitated and frustrated. Hallelujah. More prone, amen, to, to be drawn away. Hallelujah. To stray off and get caught up in things and caught up, hallelujah, a year ago when we was only having one service a week. Hallelujah. And that was only a Sunday morning. If we wasn't careful, amen. We begin to stray and we begin to enjoy. Hallelujah. Having those Sunday afternoons off. Having those Wednesday nights off. We begin to do things we wanted to do. Instead of I mean, disciplining ourselves and doing what we ought to do in prayer. And staying with the word of God and things like that. If we're not careful, amen. What happens is that the, the enemy, amen, slowly through carnality. Because we begin to stray. Begin to wander off. We understand that the nature of, of sheep is what we're likened to. The sheep does not have the ability when he wanders off to find his way back to the fold. That's the reason Jesus taught us, amen, about warning us about fending even these little ones that are his. And he goes as far and he down, further down, he talks about if a man's got a hundred and one, one astrayed, one blundered or wandered off for whatever reason. The shepherd's got to leave the 99 and make his way out to find him because that little lamb didn't have the ability, the power to find his way back to the fold. We got to have a savior. We got to have our hands in his hands. We got to have his hand, amen, upon us. Caring for us day in and day out. That's a reason it's so important to stay on top of our relationship and our working, amen, amen, to be what He wants us to be, amen. Why? Because again, First Peter's five, amen, and three were, were taught this, but being what examples to the flock. He's talking to actually shepherds here, and he's talking to pastors and and leadership and those that's born again to be examples. You know what needs to happen in the apostolic movement? We need some examples. Say, man, hallelujah, rise up. Say, you know what? I'm going to be an example. Hallelujah, of walking in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to be an example, amen, of touching the throne of God on a daily basis. I'm going to be an example, amen, of winning souls and being a fisherman of men. I'm going to be an example, amen, being full of the Holy Ghost and full of faith and full of the love of God. I'm going to be an example, amen, of what my Father, I want to walk in His image. I want to walk in His likeness. I want His, his desires and His passion, amen, His business to be my business. For that's really what it's really all about here tonight. To be his example. To be his workmanship. To walk in the powers of his grace. You can stand, Sister Moore, y'all can come. You see, it's this God. Writings into the Philippians, the second chapter. 
Paul's writings there has taught us, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's God's working. We can't do it on our own. We can't muster it up by ourselves. No doubt we've all probably have said, you know what? I'm going to do this and do that. No more. But if we're not careful, find ourselves slipping right back into that same old rut, same old practice. It's God that puts both the wheel and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without mumbling and disputings. That he may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Are we there? Are we there? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you something. Your candle can shine brighter tonight than it's ever shined. This church as a city can shine brighter than it's ever shined before. Where we're at, what we're facing. When you and I unify together and bond together, when we all, I'm going to tell you something, it's impossible to walk in the image of your father and not walk together. It's impossible. Amen, amen. Because that's what this is all about, is to walk in his image, his love, and his grace. You know why? Because we want to see children born of the water and of the spirit. We want to see these little girls and the little boys. It just won't be just a good time over here in the circle. <laughs> Dancing and running. I'm telling you, one of these nights, the Holy Ghost is going to fall. Just how much repenting they got to do. At this age. Can we imagine. If we can persuade them to get the Holy Ghost at this age. What would happen? The outcome of this life. This vessel. That comes to a strong church of. God-believing church, a Bible-believing church. Come and feel the glory cloud. and Power of His love and the power of His presence. There's no greater peace. There's no greater comfort. There's no greater joy. That out there that you can enjoy for just a season, that's all it is. But this is going to last, man. This is something, it's, it's, it's never got old to me. It's never just become nonchalant to me. Just, just coming in any old way? No. I don't care how old I get. I don't care how feeble I get. I've already got it made up my mind. You know, you've heard me. I may wind up in a wheelchair, Brother J.J., but if God will help me, I'm going to pop willies in it. We have to spread these things out.
take a roll of these chairs out. Somebody may have to stand outside. If Jacob could climb up top of a staff to worship God. There's really no arriving place that we finally reach a place that, that, that I ought not want to worship. I would want to lift up my voice and glorify him and give him honor. See an atmosphere created in this place in such a way. I'm not sure just how far out we're reaching now. It may shock us. Reaching in places now that unless they get on a plane or a boat, they can't come visit. But you know what? They can feel and hear something like they've never felt and heard in all their days. So it's not just about us. It's not just about our community. It's about reaching out in the highways and the byways. It's, it's about reaching, reaching children that may not ever have this chance, this opportunity. I don't believe in accidents. I just don't believe in chance. God can do some things. I believe God can stop some curse. God can ignite some things and pull them out of dungeons and pull them out of places. <laughs> Call them from backside of deserts, wildernesses. But you know what? I believe David enjoyed as much on the backside of that old desert, those mountains, playing that heart, singing to God, and worshiping Him. As he did that day, amen, when he was brought forth and set before Saul and pleaded under the anointing that drove away evil spirits. I just wonder how often baby David was even pondering and thinking as that was taking place and Saul was just eating it up and the servants were just beside themselves to see the results of it. But David's mind was going back those nights when he was all alone in the pitch dark black. Those sounds out there, he knew that it was full of lions and bears that was circling him and eyeing and Wouldn't have come in on those little lambs. But he'd begin to play and sing about this almighty God. He'd begin to make communications. And and crying out. Loving him. And and when that glory would just come down. (laughs) Them old lions and bears found them somewhere else to go. I just wonder how often. God drove the lions and bears away that he never had to to take out the sling. Just how many times? And that's what David fell in love with. That atmosphere and that power. Thank God for the singing. Thank 
God for the talent and ability of musicians and speakers and on its saints of God. But folks, we didn't get here by ourselves. It's been that grace. It's been that mercy. You hear me tonight. Without the anointing. Without the anointing. We'll just wind up as another group of so-called believers. On the side of the road. Going through the motions. Soothing ourselves. Patting ourselves on the back. Boy, we... These signs shall follow them that believe. It's in our book. God hasn't closed up camp yet. God hadn't decided to quit performing miracles yet. God, we haven't reached the place yet that we don't need the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. Not yet. We haven't reached the place that we don't need the fivefold ministry or that we don't need one another. No, we got to have one another. We got a purpose in our minds and hearts here tonight. God, if you'll help me, if you'll show me your mercy and grace, if you'll help me along this journey, God, I want to draw a little closer to you tomorrow. I want to do something for the kingdom of God. Say something. Whatever it might be. Don't underestimate those kinds of acts in his name. That gentleness and kindness that can flow out of us. We live in a world that's full of chaos and trouble and full of opinions and divisions on every hand, folks. It's not just in the government, buddy. You'd be shot right up here if you just listened to these stores. The division that goes on. But we're the peacemakers. We're the ones that there's any hope. For this community, it's us. As we walk in His image, as we walk in His likeness, as, as we realize, huh, I'm an earthen vessel, but I've got a heavenly treasure in me. I got a voice in me. I got one that's got me by the hand tonight. It's got my every footstep. I'm not in this by myself. I got a God. And God, I want to finish the journey. I want to finish the course. God, I want to, I want to, I want to be like Paul. I kept the faith. I didn't lose it. I kept it. Through every battle, through every struggle. Through every trying time, I've kept it. And folks, this is not an hour to stray. I'm warning somebody. He warned us a couple of Wednesday nights. Beware, beware. Tonight, he's warning us. It's not a time to stray off. It's not time, amen, to get crossed up and get bad attitudes and bad spirits. Because all that's after, amen, is cause you to stray. Distract you. Won't never forget the little article I read. Talking about sheep 
over in the Mideast. That's where this gentleman was at. So there was a gentleman there. Said he'd watched these shepherds. And they would come in at the night time. And they would bring their sheep into the fold. And there would be a porter at the door at the gate there. Where they'd all be brought in. And there would be several that would come in at the night time. And the shepherd would go and sleep. And the porter would watch them in that corral. And the shepherds would come up to the door and to the gate. They didn't go in and try to drive them out and separate them and do all that. No. Every shepherd would come to that door and with his own garment and his own call and his own voice. He'd make his call. As he'd make that call, he'd begin to turn and walk away from that opening and making that call and heading out. So the sheep that belonged to him would gradually just begin to pick their heads up and begin to make their way and Said one particular guy kept on. He said, Hey, I, I can do that. He said, Ain't nothing special about you. He said, I, I can do it. And so the guy, the shepherd said, All right, he said, we'll try it. So the next morning, that guy, he even takes his coat and puts it on and comes up to that door. And man, he makes that call and he makes that call. And boy, not even, not, not, no shoot for the first little bit. Makes it. Finally, one old sheep looks up at him, picks his head up, looks up at him for just a moment, and then drops his head back down. Finally, the old man said, man, I can't believe this. said, I just don't understand. I said, what? He said, by the way, what about that one that picked his head up? Now, this is a true story. What's the deal? The true shepherd said, you know, I've noticed in the last couple of days, he's been acting a little strange, a little odd, a little sick. I'm glad I'm in a place tonight that even when I'm sick, I can find healing. Healing in the mind, healing in the spirit, healing in the physical. He's in the healing business. He's in the mending business. This God's in revival business. I want to be in his business. How about you? If you want to, we can just gather around the front here tonight. They get a song for us. Let's just take a moment and let some of this kind of maybe just soak in. I want to walk in his image. I want to walk in His likeness. I want His favor upon each one of us. I want His anointing to rest upon us. I want His voice to be with clarity. And I want the passion in each one of us that, that we want to work on this fellowship and, and in companionship with Him. Because if I work on my companionship with Him, guess what? It's going to draw me closer to you. Oh, yeah. It cause, cause a passion and a hunger. Amen. I want every vessel in this house to be what God wants it to be. Successful, whatever you set out to do, whatever business. Now, if God's not in it, I'm not in it. If it's not God's will, I, I'm going to pray. If it's not God's will, I'm going to pray that. And I'm going to believe if it don't work, I'm going to believe that was God's will. And I'm not going to mumble about it. I'm not going to complain about it. I'm going to accept it because he knows what's best. And because you know what? He wants us to make it. Regardless of what we experience or don't experience or have or don't have in this life. If we can make it to the other one. That's all that's going to matter. Because all of this is going to be going to burn. It won't even exist. Because it's going to be a new heaven or a new earth. Huh. Praise God. Lord bless you. God bless these singers. Thank you.
in this house to be used of God we got a desire to want to be used of you God we just sung the song that he can use anything that means he can use us he wants to use us he wants to use us to be the vessel that he can use that he can depend on that he can call on if you read that Bible close enough, that's what you're looking at. Characters that made themselves available. That responded unto the call. Even though they would debate with God. God, I can't speak. Not me, Lord. I'm a mighty man of valor. Time and time and time again. God wants to use us, church. God wants to use us in this time we're in, this hour that we're in. God wants to use us. This community needs us. This county needs us. 
leads this, leads this church, amen, to know the heart of God, the mind of God, the voice of God. Huh? It's not God's will for us to be tossed to and fro. We won. Like his touch by his anointing. I'm thinking about his business. God bless you. You may be seated.